This is the Tony G Podcast, where we talk about health, fitness, mindset, motivation, wellness, and everything in between, while adding in humor and random tangents. See you inside. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm charged up about this one. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Tony G Podcast. This one is on weight loss. Now, let me just say this. A lot of people make this mistake and confuse it and get it misunderstood and don't really understand it. Two things I've learned after being in the fitness industry for 10 plus years. I mean, working six years, but 10 years, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, If you eat less than you burn, you're going to lose weight. The method is if you're in a 200 calorie to 1,000 calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. What fucks people up is... They think they're eating less than they're burning, but yet the scale stays the same or increases with weight. They would be consi- and they would be considered something as a non-achieving, non-adherent, meaning they don't know that they're eating more than they're burning. They don't know it. They think they are, but they don't. If they were to be given a strict plan for three days to eat five to six different things for only those three days and they lose weight... That was an adherence factor. One thing I learned myself and working with people is make it easy and make it doable that they can do day in and day out. As soon as you complex something or if you make it complex, throw it out the window and start over. you got to make stuff as easy as you can to give to people. But i got a board with me, so I'm going to read off the board uh, because it's a lot shit we got to get through. Okay, so weight loss is simple. Like I said, you... Eat less than you burn, you're going to lose weight. So being in a 200 calorie to 500 calorie to 1,000 calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. Meaning, if you're in a 500 calorie deficit, expect to lose half a pound to one pound a week. If you're in a 1,000 calorie deficit, expect to lose one pound to two pounds, maybe, on average, per week. Everyone's different. Let me just put that out there. So these are just rough estimates. Um Short-term versus long-term weight loss. So shorter time period, you're going to be dieting for 8 to 11 weeks. Less time spent in a deficit uh, can use diet breaks often because you're going to be in a harsher deficit, 500 to 1,000 calories, lesser than what you're used to. You're going to be – well, your hormones are going to change. You're going to be tired. You're going to be hungry. Well, not that hungry if your protein is going to be set very high, which hopefully it is. And then less time dieting, and then you can get back to maintenance sooner – but since you're going to be in such a harsh deficit, you could take more. Uh, you can take more. What's the word I'm looking for? Diet breaks to offset those. Because when you're dieting for so long, your hormones are going to change, right? You're going to get more hungrier. Uh, your ground going to increase. Your leptin is going to decrease. Your T3, T4 are going to increase. Uh, basically, everything is going to go crazy. When you go into a diet break, meaning you're eating up to maintenance for three to five to seven days, depending upon how long it takes you to recover and feel, mm, I feel great. Depending upon how long it takes to recover, that's how long you're going to have to be in that diet break and then go right back into the deficit where you were at before. So the faster rate is one way to do it. Those are the pros and some of the cons. Now the long-term greater weight loss, or I'm sorry, long-term weight loss, it's greater adherence. It's easier to do. It's 24 weeks plus or more, more manageable, meaning make it simple, make it doable, make it easy to adhere to. Uh, 
prevent poor food relationship occurring with the person. Uh, good for very leaner people, longer dieting. And then really good for long history of dieting with people, meaning they've been dieting for a long period of time or whatever. They've been bouncing from diet to diet. They may be very sensitive to the idea or concept of starting a new, di- new diet and leaning out uh, long term. That said, a 500 calorie deficit is not as bad. You're going to lose, like, like I said, 0.5 to one pound a week. If you're a thousand calorie deficit, your strength is going to decrease significantly and you're going to be losing one to two pounds per week. Now, as far as quick weight loss, yes, low carb at face value is going to work. I'll give you that 100%. Short term, easier to do. You're going to be a lot of water loss mainly. Uh, there's no metabolic advantage to it. And the biggest thing is adherence. Make it easy to do, make it manageable. And for God's sake, if it is easy, 100% to adhere to, people can stick to it. That's why keto is so easy to do. That's why the Mediterranean diet is so easy to do. That's why paleo is so easy to do. If you make it easy, dummy proof, and anyone can do it, it's going to be easy to work with and abide by and stick to. As soon as you make it complex, excuse me, it's going to be very hard to stick to. Now, eating carbs will not stop you losing weight. As long as you're in a calorie deficit, 200 to 500 to 1,000, you're going to lose weight. You're going to lose weight at a slower pace with carbs. Um, And then there's also something called metabolic inflexibility, which I wasn't aware of, and I actually knew I had, and then I, over a month to two months, changed it. Metabolic inflexibility is this. If you're strictly used to eating carbs every morning, and one morning you cut out carbs and you don't have them, you might get headaches, you might get fatigue, or you might be tired because your body is so used to having that every single day. Uh, there was an athlete that I talked about in, one of the, in my course, uh, MNU, where this guy's used to having carbs in the morning during his training sessions, after his training sessions, before, uh, all throughout the day essentially, right? And when he stopped, he was getting really bad headaches, he was being fatigued because he was metabolically inflexible. Think of your body like a light switch, okay? Two light switches, two dimmers. One dimmer, one dimmer, you flip the light switch on, the dimmer's going to be all the way turned up to burning carbs, okay? The other one's going to be turned on to burning fats. If you're only flipping on the light switch to burn carbs, and you shut that one off, and you're like, hey, fats, we got stuff to burn your body's going to be like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to go between those two fuel sources. That's why there's some days you should be, you could, I should say you shouldn't be, you could be fasting and then going to work out in the morning. And then other days you can have carbs right before your big training session and so forth. Also recovering low and then sleeping low. I mean, that's a whole other thing. That's more for athletes and more serious competitors. We're not going to touch on that. But you can have carbohydrates and still lose weight. Um, here's a cool little statistic. Uh, the old school crowd of don't eat carbs after six because it goes straight to fat, which is complete bullshit. I don't know who made that up. But here's a little experiment. So six months uh, study of people on 13 to 1500 calories, right? 45 to 50% carbs, 30 to 35% fat, 20% protein. The control group had carbs evenly split, split throughout the day. The experimental group had a large carb allotment at dinner, meaning 120 grams of carbs at dinner. They shifted their carbs essentially. They carb bunched. Those people... Lost more weight, lost more body fat, stayed fuller, reduced their abdominal 
certain weight circumference, their, their size, and their hormones were balanced overall better. And then you can have carbs in the morning, but your body, as soon as you have carbs in the morning, it's going to switch off fat oxidation and go into carb burning mode. But your body becomes better at burning carbohydrates, meaning, see, you guys got me worked up. Meaning the body does not want to store carbs. It wants to get carbs in as quickly as it can and push them out as fast as it can. Like turning on a hose, flush it out, shut it off, stop, stop the flow. When you have fats, same thing. It's going to be increasing, riding off that uh, fasting wave, continue to burn fats all throughout until you have carbohydrates, and then it stops. <clears throat> but having carbs in the morning, you're still going to be losing weight as long as you're in a calorie deficit. There uh, we go. Weight loss and fat-free mass loss were greater with the AM than PM meal pattern. If you have uh, carbs in the morning, that's called carb front-loading. If you have carbs at night, it's called carb back-loading. Uh, the weight loss was greater in the group that had carbs in the morning. The PM pattern resulted in greater weight loss of fat-free mass, meaning mass that's not body fat, essentially. Think lean mass. Um, that's all I got for this one, I believe. And then at the end of the day, you have to find what works for you and what you want to do. I can only give you guys ideas and suggestions and paint a picture of it, but you have to ultimately think about what you want to do. Do you want to go down the route of losing weight really fast, short term? No, there's going to be a harsh deficit. No, your hormones are going to change. No, you may be tired. No, you're going to have to reduce the weights that you're going to be strength training with. <clears throat> but you can take diet breaks more often. And as soon as you get to the desired weight, within 8 to 11 weeks possibly or less, you can go right back up to maintenance calories. It's going to be harsher though, but you can do it and you can take diet breaks. Or is this not a short-term goal that you need to get to, like piggybacking off of my other podcast? So short-term goal, long-term goal. If you want to lose the weight over a longer period, it may be a better option. Uh, if you don't have a wedding for 12 months or if you don't have a birthday party for six months or something coming up, you can do a long-term weight loss with 200 calories to 400 calories to 500 calories deficit and lose it over time and then shoot back up to maintenance and go right back down to your deficit. Just really play around with it, uh, track it in Excel or track it in notes, and really ask yourself what you want to do. It's all going to come down to short-term, long-term. Those two factors. Hope that helps clear up anything. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything like that, or if you have any questions about this podcast or something else, shoot me an email. It should be attached to the podcast notes. You guys have a great night, great day, or whatever time you're listening to this at. And thanks for tuning in.